Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. I begin this podcast with one big assumption, an assumption that I truly believe, and it is this, there is a God. I hope that you have that assumption too as we go along. Now, here's something that we need to understand about that God. He is unknowable, unknowable unless, unless he chooses to make himself known. And the good news is this, he has, he has chosen to make himself known. Um, There is something that illustrates this point very, very well. On occasion, I'll come across a stink bug in our house. You probably have had some uh, experience with stink bugs yourself. And you certainly don't want to smash them, do you? Because they put off an awful odor. But I'm thinking about that stink bug. There is no way ever that that stink bug could know me, could know about me, could interact with me. That's crazy to even think about. Besides, he stinks. And I want to tell you, there's a much better chance for that stink bug to know about me and interact with me than there is for me to know about God and interact with Him unless He chooses to do so. And I stink, don't I? I stink, and you stink too, in your sin, in my sin. And it makes us repulsive to Almighty God. And yet the good news is He loves us and He wants to make Himself known to us. And He has done that. And He's done that in several ways. He's revealed Himself to us. In, in a number of different ways. Here are four of those ways. Listen very carefully as to how God reveals himself to us and has revealed himself to us. First of all, God reveals himself to us through creation. The word of God is very clear in that. Romans chapter 1 verse 20 says this, For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes, His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so that they or we are without excuse. And so you see, God has revealed Himself through His creation. Uh, The Word of God says in Psalm 19, verses 1 and 2, The heavens are telling of the glory of God, and their expanse is declaring the work of His hands. Day to day pours forth speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. In other words, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, creation is speaking clearly and loudly that God is there. He is in existence. He wants to be known. Creation does it. But secondly, there's another way God reveals Himself, and it is through our internal system. God has made us with an internal knowledge of Him. Now, it's a very general knowledge, but it is an awareness that there is a God. And you say, well, what about the atheists? What about the agnostic? Well, what about it? The Scripture says that even though that truth is in us, we suppress it. In Romans chapter 1, uh, verse 18, it talks about man suppressing the truth, 
even in the atheist, there is that innate knowledge of God. Listen to what Romans chapter 1 verse 19 says, because that which is known about God is evident within them. God made it evident to them. Romans chapter 2 verse 15 says this, in that they show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience bearing witness and their thoughts alternately accusing or else defending them within them, in their hearts, in their hearts, inside of us. We know that there's a God. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11 says God has set eternity in their hearts. And so we have been hardwired to know that there is a God. God reveals himself in us internally. And then a third way that God has revealed himself is in the incarnation. When God became man and lived with us, Emmanuel, God with us. John chapter 1 and oh my goodness, I love this passage. John chapter 1, verse 14 says, And the Word became flesh, the Word is Jesus Christ, and dwelt among us, and we saw His glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. And verse 18 says, No man has seen God at any time, the only begotten God, that's Jesus, who is in the bosom of the Father, He has explained Him. Jesus has explained God to us. And so God has revealed himself through the Lord Jesus. Hebrews chapter 1, and this is such a powerful passage here. In Hebrews chapter 1, the Bible says, God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers in the prophets in many portions in many ways. In other words, God spoke through the prophets in the early days, in ancient days, and it's written in the Old Testament, by the way. In these last days has spoken to us in his Son, in his Son, God has spoken to us through the Lord Jesus Christ, through His Son. God has revealed Himself to us. And so, if we've seen the Son, God said, Jesus said in Romans, uh, excuse me, in John chapter 14, uh, verse 9, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And so God has revealed Himself through Jesus. But you know, there's a fourth way that we're talking about, and we're focusing on that today. God has chosen to reveal Himself in Scriptures. You know, back in uh, Psalm 19, we talked about the fact that uh, the heavens tell forth the glory. And so the first six verses of that psalm talks about how God reveals Himself in creation. But then verses 7 to the end of chapter 19 of Psalm, uh, it tells us that the Word of God is what reveals God. God's Word, the Scriptures. God reveals Himself in the Scriptures. We have a record of the Incarnation. We have a record of creation. We have a record of the internal wiring that God has made through the Scriptures. And the Scriptures are God's special revelation, God's specific revelation. Creation is general revelation. That internal wiring is general revelation, but then it gets specific when Jesus comes. And as Scripture is completed, it is God's direct, special revelation to us. There is nothing like this Bible. The Bible is a unique, one-of-a-kind book. Why is that? It's the only book. I want to repeat this. It is the only book that is inspired by Almighty God. The only book. 
that is breathed out of the mouth of God. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says, All scriptures are inspired by God. All scriptures are breathed out of the mouth of God. Oh my goodness. Uh, that that the original language there, the, the Koine Greek, it, it is it is theonostos. Uh, God breathed scriptures breathed out of the mouth of God. It is a one-of-a-kind, unique book. No other book like it. No other book inspired directly by Almighty God. Well, it is actually 66 books. There are 66 books there. And, the, and those 66 books, though, form one book. It, it has 40-plus authors over the period of 1,500 years that it took to write this book. 40 different authors, and yet it has one author, capital A, and that author is the Holy Spirit. Second Peter, Second Peter chapter 1, verse 20 says this, But know this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation. It didn't come from one person. For no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will. Even though God used 40 different authors, it wasn't an act of human will. Listen, but men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. Literally there, men picked up and carried along by the Holy Spirit. And so this book is authored by one author, that is the Holy Spirit, as he moved and worked through these 40 different authors. Now, uh, they, their personality came through, their background, uh, their training, and so on uh, is there. They were not just uh, um, uh, scribes uh, used in that way, but God used what they wrote. He inspired what they wrote. It came from Almighty God, even though it came through those, those human authors. So what a book it is. And as I said, it took 1,500 years 1,500 years for this book to be written. You know, I was teaching my granddaughters recently about this. And uh, th those granddaughters, I, I told them usually it takes maybe a year or two years for, for a book to be written. But this one took 1,500 years. How in the world could that happen? Many of those authors didn't know each other, and yet it came together, 66 books, to form one book. And this book contains many stories. All of those stories are true, but really it's only one story. This book is just one story. And that one story is God's, the story of God's revelation of Himself, of Himself, of His person, of His purpose, of His plan. And essentially, that uh, revelation of God's uh, person and purpose and plan is this. Re it's, it could be summed up in two R words, relationship and redemption. God created us for a relationship with Him, a, a forever relationship with Him. And yet we messed it up, didn't we, when we sinned and we broke that relationship. But that come, in comes the second word, and that's redemption. God's plan was to redeem us, to bring us back to Himself, to restore that relationship. Out of His love and out of His faithfulness, God wanted to restore that relationship. 
So it is one story. The Bible is one story. It has one plot, one theme that runs from Genesis to Revelation, and it is that theme of God restoring us back to relationship with Him. And so throughout its pages, God progressively reveals all of that. Uh, beginning in Genesis and all the way through all 66 books, progressively God is revealing more and more of, of His plan to, to us. Well, one of the things that you need to understand in this precious book, in this treasure of all treasures, is this, the way of salvation, the way to be restored to God is revealed there and exclusively there. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15 says this, Paul talking to young Timothy says, that from childhood you have known the sacred writings which leads you, gives you the wisdom that leads you to salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. Those sacred writings, the scriptures, lead us to salvation. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, that we've been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, the Word of God, which lives and abides forever and forever. It is the way exclusively to salvation, the Word of God. Then the Word of God is the path to spiritual growth. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 2 says, Desire the sincere work of the word, uh, the sincere word of God that will help us to grow. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 2. Well, the Word of God obviously is our most valuable, valuable treasure. And I hope that you will turn to the Word of God and you'll find there the revelation of Almighty God, of His person, of His purpose for you, of His plan to bring you into eternal and, 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 and to a lasting relationship with Him. Turn to the Word of God. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.